This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, there's a lot going on on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. Uh, turkeys in the iron. We have fire. a lot of turkeys in the instant pot. Yeah. Uh, I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. We are asking you a question in this segment, and then we're going to visit some stuff while we're waiting for you to call. The question is this. Am I the only one who just feels really sad for dogs when they're going to the bathroom outside and everybody is watching them? 651 641 1071. And let's be honest, I really, it's the number two. When they're just crouched in that vulnerable position, pooping, I feel sad for them and everybody's just standing around looking at them. I do. do. Because I feel like, I just feel like they deserve to not have to do that with everybody staring at them, waiting. And like trying to hurry them up, like just let them have their moment. Give them well, yeah, don't some hurry coffee. Up. Give them a paper. Maybe just that's cute. Let them play a game but on your phone. It makes me sad every time. That's an interesting reaction. I know six five one six four one one zero seven one. Am I the only one? I just uh, was wondering. Um, and while we're waiting for you to call, if you're so moved, um, let's remind people a couple things. We do know that the Met Gala was last night, and really, honestly, the thing we're most excited about and concerned with is Kim Kardashian dress we have been uh, examining whether or not she actually wore the Marilyn Monroe dress and I will say again I think we made a plausible case that there are reasons to have questions mm-hmm. about her wearing the original dress mm-hmm. but also there is a much larger conversation which I think we're going to have in a little bit about um, body image and uh, body dis- it's not even body image or dysmorphia it's body modification yes and like I can't wait to have that conversation but also it's a conversation about um, other stuff. I had a thought, and it just went away because there's so much flying through my head right now. Well, but truly. it is it is like to me fascinating because I was I I was struck. I read the Vogue piece about Kim Kardashian wearing this dress and the, the like official storyline of how this all went. It didn't mm-hmm. go into the details Holly shared with TMZ mm-hmm. quite the same way. Um, but you know, I am a history buff. So the I I love the idea of saying like I want to wear this iconic dress. I think it's a little chutzpah to say you are going to wear yes uh, the garment that. But when you consider she believes that she is the twenty twenty two or twenty first century equivalent of Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. it should come as no surprise that she would feel entitled to wear that. Dress. Yeah, she certainly feels like it fits a narrative that she holds. Um, boy, I also have other thoughts about that. Like, I would never be so bold as to waltz into a place and try to put on a historic gown without having already double, triple checked all the measurements they prior. Did, they did. Well, they did have her try on a replica first. 
to oh, make that's sure interesting. she didn't bust it out. Okay, well, that's interesting. Yeah. That in and of itself is interesting. Um, okay, the other thing that's happening on the Colleen and Bradley show, which, by the way, we are still also accepting your calls. Am I the only one who feels sad for dogs? <laughs> so far, yes. When they're pooping on the boulevard and everybody's looking at them. I'm sorry, it's just the truth. Um, we're also making a turkey in an instant pot in the control room where Holly is. <laughs> Holly, turkey watch, how's it going over there? Turkey watch is going great. The smell... Mm, I've smelled better. What's the <laughs> countdown right now? Uh, th- hold on a second. Because uh, those of you who don't know, the Instant Pot uh, gives you a... One minute, 30... No, one no. hour. That's an hour. <laughs> yeah. One hour, 38 minutes. All right, Great. Okay, we're on our way to a fully cooked, yeah. possibly spoiled turkey. And we put that turkey. sucker in frozen. Yeah, yeah. Like, solid. Solid. like solid. Like we, directly from the freezer. I had to like run hot wa- run it under hot water to get the gravy packet out. Yeah. That's how frozen it was. And the reason, again, is because that turkey has been sitting in our freezer for who knows how long. Bradley Trainer looked at it with fresh eyes, probably fresher than the damn turkey, yeah. and said, why is there a frozen turkey in our freezer at the workplace? And then we thought, well, we have to do something with yeah. this. We can't figure out whose it is, but that turkey wanted to be made. That's why it sacrificed it its life. That's, yeah, exactly. The, the turkey asked to be cooked, and we cooked it. We're not eating it because I don't want to die of yeah. salmonella no, or any you. other foodborne pathogen. No, Normally, I don't care about these things, but a friend of mine did some due diligence and was like, and I learned a lot. She shared with me, like, turkey is actually, it, it rots different than chicken. So, like, if you ever question what... Uh, and how to prepare food, Google it. Oh, and it really does. Listen, you, I, I highly recommend everybody buy one of these very, they're very attractive magnets that you can put on your refrigerator that tells you how many days you have with each type of meat based on whether it's frozen, whether it is, uh, thawed, uh, whether it is cooked, it'll tell you how many days each one of those things can hang before you're going to be, Hugging the porcelain yeah. telephone. All right. Um, porcelain telephone. <laughs> I think that what I meant to say was calling dinosaurs on the porcelain telephone, but what are you mm-hmm. going to do? Yeah. Uh, as it turns out, it appears as though I am truly the only one it's who not, feels sad not. for dogs. That's, oh. That is not true, Colleen. Did we get a t- an email? No, I am okay. here to agree with you. Thank you. Okay, so the, uh, the, am I the only one who feels sad right, is that just a for dogs? Agreed? Uh, when they're going poop and everybody is standing around them looking at them, even just when I drive by, I, I intentionally avert my eyes because I want to give the dog its time. It's a dignity issue. I, agreed. And that when you look at the eyes of the dog, oh. when they're doing their business, they do that furrow brow yes, thing. Yes, they do look sad. Like, they're just working. Can I, can I make you feel better about all of this? Maybe. Okay, dogs aren't human. No, I know that. And... Dogs, I, uh, one thing I learned very quickly, because, you know, like when I got a dog, I was like all in. And one of the things I don't remember if it was like a dog trainer or somebody who'd had years, decades of experience with dogs was like dogs don't realize they have back feet. Um, so like when you train a dog to back up, it takes longer because they don't quite understand that they can use their back feet to oh. like move. So like they, they have front wheel drive. So like she was like, most dogs don't realize they've got stuff going on back there. So like when they're like pooping and stuff, they're not even really aware that that's happening. So I don't, I don't feel like you need to worry. Well, about So now dogs. I have a question about dogs, sense of consciousness. I mean, what do they think they're doing? Right. I mean, they're just like, where's my next bone? I mean, I think you're probably right. It's just, I, 
my heart goes out yeah. to all the pooping dogs <laughs> on Every, the boulevard. Next time you guys see a pooping dog, think, think of, of Colleen. I've told my kids this, and they thought I was weird, and no? I said, can I you, might can we get be. get a ding? That's actually accurate, but... I just want you to. I just want you to hold that in your heart and just know, dogs. I see. I see you, but I don't want to see you. What about uh, birds? Have uh, usually they're in flight, and I'm just. Oh ducking. no! Have you ever watched a bird like sitting on a like branch? Oh and yeah, they do a little. Burp, burp. Yeah, their feathers. <laughs> their feathers go. Burp. Oh yeah. well, I mean. Or like a cat? Do you not feel? I guess you don't. No, see No, we cat. have a curtain. <laughs> God. For the cat. Area at our house. We do. I don't need to watch. They look sad when when I walk by and they're just trying to do their stuff. I'm like, don't let me get in your way, meatloaf. Yeah, well, cats run out of the room when they barf. Oh no, no! Uh, no, I try to catch that. You run around with a piece of paper (laughs) trying to get it. Speaking of her, we're going to be talking about what we have coined the herp trial, and that is. The trial between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I'm telling you a lot of stuff is going on. We've got Kim Kardashian trying to fit into Marilyn Monroe's dress. We're cooking a damn turkey on the air. Uh, I just apologized to all dogs in the world. And now we got to get to Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Listen, we're doing it all right here on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 107.1. Well, we have called it the herp trial, and that would be the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp. Get it? Herp. Trial on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hey. And uh, Bradley Trainer, you are legal correspondent. Mm, yeah, I was live in the trial room area. Hi. I've got a power suit on, shoulder pads, and legal advice. And a lovely pleated pair of slacks. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love it, especially when it gets bushy in the front? Or, you know, poofy in the front, not bushy. <laughs> you know what I meant. Because you bend over and you're like, I don't have a... Like in the 80s, it was constantly like, I'm not, this is not... And then you push it down and then it's weird. Okay, anyway. Thank God for no pleats. Uh, I do have the latest on the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial insofar as the thing that stuck out to me was a claim by his manager that essentially Amber Heard took $22.5 million away from Johnny Depp. I mean, was he carrying it in his pockets? No. Okay. That's what he was allegedly going to get for his sixth installment role Uh. in Pirates of the Caribbean. And uh, his manager insisted that it was a $22.5 million salary that uh, Johnny had to walk away from or was taken from him. And this is, of course, you know, because of her article, which alleged that he was an abusive partner, Mm -hmm. which is, of course, part of the reason we're having this trial today. Those allegations, Johnny Depp is saying that unfairly damaged my career and reputation. The thing that I uh, found particularly interesting about that, it's not like there's nothing earth shattering about him saying that, but you do understand why that would motivate a person to throw everything at the wall. Uh, yep. When you can garner $22.5 million, and it's clear for one movie role, by the way, and it's and by for the way, one the movie sixth, in a part of a series. Yeah, the sixth yeah, like that's role a in that movie. Super deep track. And you know the kind of egomaniacal personality Johnny Depp appears to have, at least that's what's been 
displayed so far in this mm-hmm. trial. I mean, it, it it stands to reason that even like a, a totally non full of themselves individual uh, might fight for that because mm-hmm. that's you know that's your future. If you were getting twenty two and a half for like a sixth for a six off, yeah, um, you know what the other five. And what were the ones after what was out there that, you know, Johnny Depp has not been able to. And I'm not saying that 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 means Johnny Depp is correct in his Mm -hmm. pursuit of this trial. I think it just paints the picture even more clearly that this whole trial, regardless of what happens, is an exercise in rehabilitating Johnny's reputation such that he can claw back, you know, a, a, a sliver. Yes. Of his previous career but you know what's also interesting is this happened like this opportunity and i know you'd say opportunity this moment happened for johnny depp this this situation with amber heard Mm -hmm. i don't know that these things would not happen to johnny depp even if amber heard never said those things in that article do you see what i'm saying say that again i'm sorry i think johnny depp would have faced a huge comeuppance in his career you know because of me too yep like any celebrity in his position yeah he would have gotten called out for something at some point and it's because again i think what we've learned in this career career I, i think what we've learned in this trial is that um he is the kind of person who was that quintessential hollywood a list actor who was allowed to behave in a certain way and allowed to be a certain type of person with mm-hmm. very little checks and balances mm-hmm. and with very little little accountability. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, like, I know he thinks Amber Heard is probably the uh, cause of all his problems. Mm-hmm. But even if Amber Heard weren't around, I feel like if it the weren't culture Amber, would it... be wrestling with their idea of Johnny Depp. Right. That said, that doesn't mean twenty two point five million dollars would have been. Uh, withheld from him I w- as, he, I, as he argues I would actually argue that we were already like sort of juggling some Johnny Depp discomfort prior to this time with Amber Heard right I think there were many people who were wondering um, how he was getting paid that much to do that role while the rumors had been live and kicking that that he was not only difficult to work with, but also toxic in many ways, yeah. right? And so I think you're absolutely right that that would have just progressed. It's just that Amber, Amber stepped in and Amber, I mean, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
to be perfectly fair, I mean, Amber kind of leaned into Johnny Depp's celebrity as a way to elevate her own, right? And that's kind of how we found ourselves where we are. And, uh, and, and, you know, there's just, again, I go always go back to my per- first thesis, which is everybody in this story is gross. Well, and, <laughs> and, you know, like attracts like. Right. Dysfunction attracts dysfunction. A person who has a good handle on their own career and their own life is probably not going to surround themselves with someone who doo-doo's in a bed for mm-hmm. a practical joke. Like, we all pull jokes on people. And again, in our 20s, if we're kind of living out life and being immature, mm-hmm. okay, sure. But, like, you, do you see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it, it's not to say I'm blaming Johnny Depp, but I am, right? Because you have choices, and I think the indications were probably there mm-hmm. that um, she was somebody, and he may not have seen it at the time because right. he was so oblivious to anything but himself. But I think probably, you know, those around him, as we've learned through the trial, you know, saw what was about to happen. It's not to place blame or to take it away because I think, again, there are, we have seen both sides make cases that seem perfectly plausible right. when it comes to some of the allegations that have been thrown around. It's just to say from like a 20,000 foot perspective as a person who's completely unconnected to these people, we, if we saw these people in our own life, we would, you know, think um, perhaps they would do best to move in opposite directions. Right. And then we also might move in an opposite direction. Yes, from exactly. Them. Boundaries. Mm, in fact, actually, we're moving in the opposite direction of this conversation when Bye. we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. As promised, we're going to get to that massive D bag oh, hey. after this on My Talk 1071. How oh, so much going on on the Colleen and Bradley show? Oh, it's been a long long day well not really not even it's just we're just juggling a lot right we're trying to cook a turkey on the colleen and bradley show colleen lindstrom bradley trainer we're trying to cook a turkey we've been talking about all of the news of the day and uh one of the big pieces of news uh the met gala includes our d-bag d-bag presenting lord and lady douchebag of the day uh, yeah, in fact, our tea bag is such that we uh, just have one this segment, ooh, right, Colleen? One yeah, it's one? one big one. I Here's the thing. I would like to issue, uh, truly, I think that it's prudent in this moment to issue a trigger warning. Because I do think when you're talking about um, bodies and diets, it's important to take that yeah. into account. It's what we're going to talk about, so yeah. So just know. Um, and we're talking about Kim Kardashian, and we're talking about that iconic Marilyn Monroe dress. Was it real? Was it the replica? We think we know, but that's a different story um, that she wore at the Met Gala last night. Now, we're pretty, we're, we're mostly certain that the one that she was wearing on the carpet at the Met Gala was a replica of that dress that is displayed at Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah. But that she at some point did try on the original dress. Yeah. Then we got this uh, this piece of news from TMZ, this exclusive Holly that shared that she had gone to Ripley's initially to try it on. And she yeah. was told what? She was told that it didn't go well. So a spokesperson exclusively telling TMZ from Ripley's, believe it or not, 
that Kim Kardashian went to Ripley's back in March. The fitting didn't go well, with both Kim and the Ripley's reps not happy with how the dress fit her, and the museum denied its use. Then Kim Kardashian said, let me see what I can do. She said, give me three weeks. I'm paraphrasing because this was also her talking on the Met Gala Mm -hmm. carpet, carpet last night. You know, she was like, give me a little time, three weeks. And she came back. And what we learned last night is that in those three weeks, Kim Kardashian lost 16 pounds. She admitted as such in order to fit into that dress. You know what I find particularly, I mean, uh, frustrating, and I'm sure you do, too, is that she tries to like she says she does the thing and then tries to play it off as if that's not what she did. Meaning, she says, like, uh, give me three weeks. I had to lose 16 pounds. It was such a challenge. Um, But she also talks about where she's like, I didn't starve myself. I just ate really healthy. I don't think you can lose 16 pounds without starving yourself. In three weeks? Yeah. And... She says on the red carpet in an interview, uh, and Pete Davidson is standing right next to her, and I, now I cannot for the life of me remember who was interviewing her. Um, and I just saw like a clip of this, and I was horrified. She says, well, after this, we're going out, of, out for donuts and pizza in my hotel room because I haven't eaten a carb or sugar for three weeks. I had to lose 16 pounds to get into the stress. And I, my initial, and like she sort of laughed about it and everybody had a great, my feeling about that is can, we do not need to be normalizing that behavior. Yeah. And that certainly is not a message that we should be put, anybody responsibly should be putting out. Yeah. And I don't care who you are, if you are Kim Kardashian or like, I don't know, Sally down the street, that is not a good that is just it's not. I am series. I'm so irritated Sally by this. Sally down the street. Sally down the street. I truly, but I truly just feel like that is not. We do not need to continue to push a narrative or live in a culture that asks anybody to lose 16 pounds in three weeks and then to wear something for a few minutes. Yeah. That like again, most people aren't going to care about the fact that you. This was all about her getting what Absolutely. she wanted, which you know. Okay, but at what cost? And it's the and she could do all of those things and not talk about it. It's the 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 thing that you pointed out, which is the sort of a memorializing of it or the what's the word you use? Normalizing. Normalizing. Yeah. Right. Like the the not even normalizing, like just wearing that as sort of like a badge of accomplishment. Yeah, because I don't think that is. I think that people do things like that all the time in Hollywood for roles, et cetera. But it's the idolization of that or like the, you know, aggrandizement of that that really just makes other people then want to do it, which is something we've already criticized her for in the form of shape uh, wear, not her skims wear, but wearing waist trainers. Right. Like she did a couple Met Galas ago when she in during the camp year when she like, you know, made her waist go down to 13 inches. Now, I understand that that's for art. I get it. Like, my brain can understand it. But my problem with it is the normalizing it and making it seem very attainable that is very dangerous, that can put people and push people into cycles of really, really bad um, behaviors and potential illnesses. For me, it's the hypocrisy, which is, 
that, you know, the Kardashians are always at pains to try to like, you know, be uplifting and positive and, you know, like, you know, like girl power and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But at the same time, they're like conforming to all these like weird uh, man stereotypes of female beauty and like, uh, again, lifting up and highlighting these like torturous body practices and specifically the waist training, like just Google it. It's not healthy and it's right. not something you would want like the young girls in your life to aspire to. And whether they're directly responsible or connected at all, I mean, it's the culture, sure, they're just a representation of it, but like, don't they have a role in trying not to further that? that body dysmorphia well that's what's difficult for me about this is that they want to hold a certain space in culture they they want to and they own a certain space in culture but there's an iris there's a responsibility that goes with occupying that space and they're not i don't think they take it seriously or truly understand what effect it has on people and i do want to read this tweet just because dennis did send us a tweet because we asked what people's thoughts were and Dennis said, I think you're really tough on Kim Kardashian. She portrays a fantasy and it isn't real, but it's enjoyable. We don't really care whose dress it is. So do we? Uh, there were bigger D-bags at the Met <laughs> and then said replying because you asked not that I don't love you. But but I would argue, yes, Kim Kardashian portrays a fantasy that isn't real. But if we all are in agreement that that's what she's doing, I don't think we are all in agreement. Meaning... We all might know this as adults in this room, and we can have a conversation about it, that that's unattainable and not real. But there are other vulnerable people or people who maybe aren't in on that conversation who are trying to emulate yeah. that, who are it's doing damaging things. who aren't trying to uphold that thing, right. right? Like, I'm not invested in what Kim's offering, and it's easy for me to, like, deal with that. It's the same thing of, like, when people, you know, I'm just going to relate it to my own life, when people... um Oh, what's a good example? Like uh, people say homophobic things like I if someone says something homophobic to me, it rolls off my back. It's not I'm not concerned. I'm a grown ass man. Mm -hmm. You want to say something dumb to me about my sexual orientation. And again, it could be a number of other things, but that's just the thing I picked. Yeah. Um, Go for it. Doesn't. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And even if I'm not fine, I've got resources to make myself fine. Mm-hmm. But there are so many people who don't have that thing. And I, it's not that I think like that means you can't say, well, when it comes to homophobia. No, I don't want you to say those things to anybody. But it's that there's not an awareness by the Kardashians. Like, yes, you can have that opinion and voice and do your own thing and be who you are. But you're trying to or you're actually making money off the idea of that thing. Yes. And with that with that privilege comes a great responsibility. And I don't hear them talking to that responsibility. There are plenty of other actresses, celebrities and women of stature who, you know, play the Hollywood game. Absolutely. And wear, you know, the couture gowns and probably don't eat for several days before the mm-hmm. thing. But they're aware of that and they're also aware of their position and their privilege yeah. and will use parts of themselves to then address that issue, mm-hmm. their public facing career to address that issue because they realize, oh, I, it, it's like a responsibility that I don't see the Kardashian women often acknowledging, acknowledging. even. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think so that, so truly that's the thing that stuck out. For me, when I watched that very short clip of that very short red carpet moment um, that is now picking up like the headlines, right? Like it's already people have emailed it to us a couple times already. You know, she lost 16 pounds. It's like that then becomes the headline that becomes the thing that people are talking about. 
that becomes the thing that people are wondering about. Well, how did she do that? How? Sure. I mean, like, uh, would I love to lose 16 pounds? Sure. Do I want to do it in three weeks? That would be great. That's a fantastic timeline. Is that realistic or attainable or healthy? Zero. Yeah. Also framing no. it, she frames it as the she did this because she wanted to essentially prove the haters wrong. Mm. That this losing of the 16 pounds in three weeks was simply that she could put her mind to it. Right. And that she could do it. And that she noted that she lost the weight despite people not thinking that she could, she could be able to. Right. So Which, that's a whole, that narrative also right. is damaging. Right. And then add to that that then... In doing all of those things, in proving to other people she could do it, and in, you know, starving herself and not availing herself of certain indulgences, we're going to celebrate that. Yeah. Yeah, that she's disciplined and she has followed through. Yeah. And, and, tenacity. and now that the moment has come, we will go and we will eat the, all the pizza and the donuts we can. And to be clear, she's not the only example no. of this. This is, uh, I think she's doing this thing because it is a thing that's highlighted and, and honored by the culture we are a part of. Mm-hmm. So she is just but one. It is just that for us, she is the most obvious one and the one that we, you know, are often confronted with in our daily well, musings. And she is the present offering of this. Yeah. Right. I also just think, I mean, I know we were having these, we were having conversations where we stood in awe of the things that celebrities would do to their bodies in order to inhabit roles. We were doing that in the early 2000s, maybe like the late 90s. You know, we did that with Tom Hanks doing Castaway. We've done that before. I think that we know better now and we have a different outlook now about how we celebrate the ways that people, I mean, Tom, Tom, did I say Tom Cruise? Tom Hanks. He'll tell you that he's type two diabetic and partly one of the reasons he says he believes he is is because of the abuse he put on his body yeah. in order to inhabit those roles. Yeah. We don't hear those stories as much. No. I rest my case. Well, no, I, I think it's a good conversation and it's a conversation that we should have more. Yes. And I just yes, I wish that she would in, invite herself into that conversation. But I don't think Kim Kardashian yeah. We'll be doing that. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, ooh, Ooh. Katie Holmes has a new man. And we're going to meet him after this. Not really. We're just going to, Bradley's going to, just whatever. Bye. Sunny and 53. That is music to my ears. I don't know about you. On the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley trainer. And, um, Katie Holmes, we're so proud. She has found a new boyfriend. Yes, there's a new publicationship in town. There's a new publicationship in town. Who is this gentleman? Doing paparazzi walks. That's how I knew because, of course, especially where Katie Holmes is concerned, if she wants you to know something, she'll be walking through New York showing it off. And in this case, it's a brand new relationship with a gentleman by the name of Bobby Wooten III. Ooh, sounds fancy. Well, um, there's he, three of them. He is. <laughs> he's the third in a line of Bobby Wootens, and he's a musician. And he played bass for Moulin Rouge and oh. uh, American Utopia on Broadway. He's a an actor musician. And uh, so the two are looking lovely. Again, I said the reason we know this is because they were sharing a kiss 
in public in Central Park in New York City. So if you're Katie Holmes, if you're an A-list or former A-list celebrity and you have a new relationship Mm -hmm. uh, and you're kissing in Central Park, I feel like you want people to know about that. Yeah, a hundred percent. Otherwise, you kiss at home and you stay out of Central Park. Am I right? I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yes, and I'm sorry. I'm... Are looking at the photos. Oh, gosh. They're very... Like, every photo is her doing a perfect, like... For the camera yeah. shot, right? Yeah. Like laughing, yep. holding his hand. Um, yeah, throwing her head back. Like just her angles are are on. Uh, she she knows she's being watched, gazing deeply into his eyes the whole nine yards. Yeah, no, it's clear that these two overalls. Yeah, she is wearing fashion oh, yeah. overalls. Yeah, isn't nice he wearing cardigan. fashion overalls too? Um, mm, no, no, he's but, wearing like. Blue pants and mm-hmm. a button down. They're very, they're both wearing very casual, coordinated, comfortable. Uh, Which reminds you of what? The coordination, I'm saying. Oh, well, she did that with Emilio Vitolo Jr. A hundred percent. previous New York boyfriend. Yes. I just feel, I mean, there's so much about this that is art directed and only the way that we see Katie Holmes art directing paparazzi walks. Yeah. Other I mean, people don't art direct like this. They're both wearing shades. Yeah. They're both, you know. Uh, looking wistful mm-hmm. and sharing, you know, like stopping. Like, it's just an interesting... Uh, it, I just think, like, when in my own life would we recreate this moment? Like, let's take a walk through right. Central Park and then we'll stop and we'll kiss. Now, I know I'm jaded, I know I'm mm-hmm. cynical, and mm-hmm. I know uh, true love was uh, uh, is like a thing, but... Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. But um, it, this just looks very... Acty. Oh, it's super acty. I mean, even and she's just, looking yeah. at the camera. Yeah. Well, they're both looking at the camera. Mm-hmm. Now, presumably that's because the person with the camera is standing in front of them, which means they know full well that mm-hmm. there's a camera happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, I mean, I, listen, this is why I love Katie Holmes. I cannot hate on this because we've seen this from her. Yeah. And where else? I mean, I'm just going to, this is well, sound not mean. It's not real. It's just no. that she wants us she to wants know. She wants us to know. And, I, and I'm going to sound mean when I say this. And I don't mean it mean because I do care. I care for Katie Holmes. I know that that woman has a story and I want to hear that story. Um, But what else, where else, how else would we know or care about what Katie Holmes is up to if she didn't arrange for these paparazzi strolls? Because she's not really worky right now. Yeah. She just she's she's not somebody who's actively doing much more than paparazzi strolls. And I don't again, I don't say that to devalue who she is as a human in society. Well, it's the fashion. That's really the only thing mm-hmm. that I've seen and like the spawn con. And even the fashion, often we only get on paparazzi strolls. Yeah. The spawn con is separate. Like that she that's a whole thing. Situation. Yeah. 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 And her cupcake making. I mean, all those things are 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 you know, sort of 
um, formal, more formal in different ways. But oftentimes when you see Katie Holmes, it's just because she's strolling down the streets of New York. Well, yes. And now, look, I do think if you're uh, an A-list, former A-list celebrity, I don't know what we call her at this point, B-list, whatever, B-list celebrity Mm -hmm. in New York, you're probably going to get a fair amount of unasked for coverage. But like there are a lot of B-list actors Mm -hmm. in in New York that we don't see showing up and trust us because we do the homework or we do the the due diligence by, you know, trolling all these delightful uh, publications. Katie Holmes is always in some sort of like uh, article in the Daily Mail. And it's usually about like what what clothes she's wearing, which indicates to me that that's what she's trying to put out there. And it is not real estate that every other celebrity of her stature gets. May I also point out the other tell in this? What did you tell us about? What's his name? Wooten the third. Uh, Bobby. Bobby Wooten, Wooten the third. You told us that his his the reason that he is known is because he played in a couple shows on Broadway. Yep. Okay, so go with me on this journey. This is in the Daily Mail. Where is the Daily Mail based? Well, uh, the original Daily Mail is in the UK, and I'm sure they have a New York division, yeah. right? But if I'm the Daily Mail, I'm a journalist at the Daily Mail, and I get these pictures delivered to me, I'm my first thing is going to go, who's that? Who's the guy she's with? Right? And then I might show the people around me. Do you recognize this person? Do you know this person? Nobody in the office knows who this guy is, right? Nobody is like, oh, I know him. He played the bass in the Moulin Rouge. Nobody knows who he is. Yeah. How do they know who he is? It was supplied oh. along with the find us here for this paparazzi walk. I'll do you one better. People actually considers their photos, the ones that we've seen in the Daily Mail, exclusives. Mm. Because on the cover, it's people exclusive, exclusive photos. Katie's seen kissing, holding hands with musician Bobby Wooten III. Plus, he hugs her mom. Oh. Oh. And uh, then the photos perhaps that are exclusive to people are him hugging her mom. Well, yeah, which I've never seen her mom. You don't see her mom's face. But again, it's the f- pictures of them going through Central Park. At some point, they met her mom. <laughs> it was a whole day. Yeah. No. So um, so and to your point, you know, what's interesting is the last relationship we saw her in where there were lots of paparazzi strolls. Um, she was with a person who was looking to burnish his yeah. name and headlines yep. because he was working on an acting career. Mm hmm. I mean, I don't know if the same is true for Bobby Wooten III, but it's certainly not going to hurt to have his name in headlines yeah, as a no. person who is connected is familiar to... with uh, celebrity. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to see. Oh, look at he did hug her mom. Oh, who's also dressed like they are. I mean, they all have the same. I know. They do look color palette. Gosh, I just have to say kudos to them for getting that pulled together, because when we do family photos, I find that to be the very most stressful thing. Everybody having coordinated it's outfits. It's really hard. It's harder than you think. Some people are gifted at it. I'm not one of those people. Uh, but one thing we are gifted at on the Colleen and Bradley show is cooking things in an instant pot. Bradley? Yes. What are we doing in the other room as we speak? Uh. 52 minutes and counting the turkey breast that has been in our freezer at work for months is now well on its way to being a cooked turkey. Yeah, being well done. Yeah. Here's my concern, and I don't want to scare anybody um, because really the goal was to take it from frozen to fully cooked by the end of the show. We do have to have that 
delightful depressurizing time. Are we going to make it? That's my question. Oh, yeah, we're 53 totally make it. minutes because left. If not, I'll just force release it. It'll be yeah, done. It's going to be done. Once okay. that cook time is done, that thing's going to be done. Just let it go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then poor Holly, it's going to smell a little bit more in there. Well, you know. It's all right. Well, and then you'll leave the room and Grant will have to deal with it. So you know what? Yeah, it's a gift. And Grant's it's a gift. Grant's, Grant's fine. He's yeah. fine. Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, obviously more updates on the turkey. But how much sleep is the perfect amount for you? 651-641-1071. It's that tryptophan. Right? Yeah. We're talking about sleep. Taking a trip to fan. Hey, yo. What's the perfect amount of sleep for you? 651 641 1071. We'll take your calls after.